Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Babylon Pastor Podcast with your extremely attractive host, Michael and and uh, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to throw you off with the extremely I just, attractive I just part. Yeah, I just I didn't know if I could associate in the same way as the extremely attractive host. I, I don't know. I, you know, I figure Sorry. like it's kind of that rule on the internet that if you say it, it's true. So oh, I well, just like now yeah. I can put that on my application. I can put that on my resumes. I can, you know, I'm going to put that in my Twitter bio feed. So in fact, then if we're doing that, call me doctor, that'd be awesome. Okay, cool. We'll do that next time. <laughs> Only, only one one title allowed per episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. No one asks. Yeah. You get, I, it's, I, an honor, yeah. it's an honorary doctorate from a made-up university. So it's all, you know, it's all good. Yeah, it's my identity. There you go. <laughs> so, guys, in case you missed last week's episode, we are covering uh, the State of Theology Report from Ligonier from 2020. Um, and a lot of interesting slash concerning, uh, answers on these questions. Again, the link will be in the description below, uh, that you can go kind of look at this report yourself. I would, if you're a pastor here, here's just, I didn't say this the first time, but if you're a pastor and you don't look at this, you are doing yourself a great disservice, uh, because you can literally break it down. You know, your congregation's age range, you know, where you're at in the U S like you can break this down and get a fairly good idea Again, this isn't going to be representative, maybe, of your congregation, but a good baseline of where your region is, so you have a, a fairly good idea of kind of what you need to talk about. Uh, for example, let's say that you assume all your people believe that, you know, uh, all worship, you know, should only go to God, or should only go to the Christian, you know, to God, the only God. But, uh, in fact, some of your people may think that uh, God accepts re- re- worship from all religions, <laughs> And you might need to address that. <laughs> so, uh, such is the question today. Not true. <laughs> so, that could be the end of the episode. Yeah. Not true. So <laughs> the question, uh, statement number three on this survey, is that God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. I'm assuming... Again, these, this is the exact question they ask these people. So we're going to have to work within those confines, but uh, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And uh, what were your, what were your uh, thoughts on the results, Roberto? Oh, man. Well, I, first of all, those three, I guess it makes the most sense to use those because those yeah. are the three that are the most mainline. And the, the, if, if there are any other things besides Christianity – that this would be true for you would think Judaism, right? That's yeah. the old Testament, right? Jesus was a Jew. Right? So you would think, um, and then Islam is, is there's always this question is, isn't Allah just another name for God and the God of the Bible. So this is a big confusion thing in America. So it's, it's good that they use these three so that I can, um, uh, it, as far as scripture is concerned, irrefutably claim this is garbage. Uh, that is not true at all. Um, from basically from the beginning to the end of scripture, you have exclusivity 
in mm -hmm. who who God accepts worship from. Period. And yeah. um, even even among His own chosen people, there's the the story in the Old Testament history books where um, a couple of guys. Uh, offer unauthorized fire before the Lord. They, they uh, worship God in a way that he didn't authorize. Mm -hmm. And so he killed them <laughs> like on the spot. Right. Um, that, and there, which just goes to show you how dangerous that is. <laughs> right. No, it's no joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there are so many scriptures, so many scriptures from beginning to end that basically say the opposite of this, that Jesus is the only way Judaism um, says that Jesus is not the Messiah, that he is not the king, right? Uh, Islam says that Jesus was some kind of prophet, and that's it. He was just some prophet, teacher, or whatever. He was a good dude. Yeah. He was just a prophet. So if Jesus is the only way, right, uh, the way, the truth, and the life, which Jesus himself said, if uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, that by default means that whosoever doesn't believe in him will perish, perish yeah. right? So there, there's, there's no world in which God accepts worship from people who have rejected the son of God. Jesus, yeah. So let's look into the, the couple of the numbers here. So, um, the interesting part is that the strongly disagree on this question is going up. So, for example, uh, the results from 2016 were that 33% uh, of people agree or strongly disagreed that God accepts worship from all religions. Then it went up to 36% in 2018. And then in 2020, that number went up again a couple percentage points to 38% of people strongly disagree that God accepts worship from all religions. Now, again, this is exclusively the results from evangelical respondents. So this is not people outside of the church, which makes this even more concerning because this isn't outside of the church. Like these are people that would claim the name of Christ that, yeah. um, that are saying this, which means that it's great that the number of strongly disagree is going up. But the issue is that over here on the strongly agreed side, we have 35% uh, in 2016, 37% in 18, and then it takes a, a pretty sharp 4% decline to 33% in 2020. But that's still 33%. And that's about, I don't know, 33% too much <laughs> of, of yeah. agree. That, that means that you could go to a number of different churches and have a fairly good likelihood. I mean, again, I'm not a great statistician, but if you go to a church of a hundred people, the likelihood here is that you're going to run into a couple that are like, yeah, that's okay. Um, and they would claim that it, here's, here, this is what I want to emphasize as much as possible. These people would claim the name of Christ. They would claim to be Christians that understand who Jesus is, what he did, all of that. And they'd still be like, nah, he's cool with Islam. Like, so, and he's cool with Judaism. Like, so that, that kind of, this is where I went back to the, if you're a pastor, you need to look at this because that means that, you know, you don't need to bang the hammer all the time, but there are points where you need to bring up that, hey, by the way, God's a little jealous. <laughs> like, by the way, syncretism, not good stuff. Like, so there's just leaning on that a little is necessary just so that that's at least stated. Um, yeah. So I got a story on that, but what, what's your, what's your kind of take from this? Do you not think that maybe pastors aren't talking about it or this goes back to people are just be like, I don't care what he says. I'll think what I want. Like, what do you think is happening here? 
Well, um, so I think that, uh, I think part of this, it could be that pastors aren't being exclusive with what they say. I think there's a sense in America specifically that especially those two, Judaism and Islam, are kind of these things that you don't touch, especially if you're in certain That's areas. That's true. That's true, yeah. You, you don't want to be caught saying that Jews who die in their sin are going straight to hell, and they're, they're, they're not God worshipers mm -hmm. because they've rejected God the Son. Um, and you don't want to be caught saying that. And, and I think there's also a sense of that in um, Islam, uh, that you, you don't want you don't want to be Islamophobic. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you don't want to be that Christian who's, or that pastor in some places that is, um, yeah, some of these guys are right down the street yeah. from a mosque and it's an inner city. And so I, I get the fear, but I think it's a joke. Um, <laughs> just to be real, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't, now to be fair, I don't get up in the pulpit and yell loudly, Jews are going to hell, right? I mean, there's there's context, and yeah. you, you look there's, at scripture and and whatever the text says, you proclaim. Mm -hmm. But but I I do think there's an an issue with um how um how this is being presented. It would be interesting, and I didn't look at this. It would be interesting to see um, the breakdown of how often some of these folks attend church, or how how a part of the church are they. Well, and that is another uh, data point that you can go into. Uh, yeah. It is attendance is on. Yeah, attendance. And you, they can break down when they enter the survey. It was several times a week, once a week, once or twice a month, uh, only religious holidays, rarely and never. So theoretically, you could still be an evangelical. And as far as the survey goes and rarely go to church. So part of that, I mean, so there's a lot of that's the nice thing about the survey. There's so many factors which is why a deep dive, especially for pastors on their own time, would be incredibly helpful because that's gonna, it's going to give just a, a better baseline of what you're looking at as far as, you know, um, who, who these people are specifically. So now one thing on the, on the, on the and this is why, again, so I, I lean this way. I, I think my, my idea on this, if, if somebody is on the Instagram page or watches this YouTube channel, you already know this, but this is why I think it's so important to uh, preach through books of the Bible when possible um, or tr not just be topical because here's the easy, if you're topical, you can jump around this all day. You ain't never, you can jump on your little trampoline over this topic as long as you want to and never get in trouble. But if you're preaching through the Bible, you're going to have to confront these topics occasionally. So I think what happens is because, you know, pastors don't want to touch it or are just simply not being clear, um, things happen to where, for example, so there was a video somebody sent me the other day of this, uh, this pretty popular YouTuber, 2,000 or 2 million plus subscribers. was talking about how they went from being an atheist to a Christian. And they, it's a long, long drawn out story. But the point is they go to this Methodist church and the, the people, they've been going there for a year. Um, their understanding of salvation is just to have the love of Jesus in your heart and show that to other people. Like that was the explanation of what it meant to be a Christian. And um, from the video that I could tell, they have never been told about sin, redemption, you know, salvation, any of that, repentance, none of it. So I think some of it comes down to like, you're going to assume this unless it's blatantly said from the pulpit. Um, mm -hmm. 
because it's one of those things that even though, again, that last episode that we covered, that it goes back to, you know, you know, obviously as a Christian, you should be in the Bible. Um, but there's certain things that you're going to be able to, like, if you're sitting there reading it, you're going to reason out in your own head, especially if you're just by yourself and you have your own lens that you're viewing it through, that is going to have to be blatantly said from the pulpit occasionally for you to hear that um, and for that to be taught. So I think this comes down to primarily for me, I would say this just comes down to just, just not preaching through the Bible, like, you know, like pastors should in the sense of, you know, eventually you're going to get to the point to where you're going to have to say, again, like you said, it's not that you're up in the pulpit every week going, Hey, they're all going to burn. But when you get to it and it comes to the point to where you have to address the issue of, you know, Jesus's claims about himself or what we see through the epistles and the rest of the new Testament to where, Hey, this is the claim that they're making that Jesus is the only King, the King over all other Kings, the God over all other gods. And then you're going to have to break that down and be like, so just so you all know, like, this is what this means. Um, so the congregation understands that um, because what you get here, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people we're not even talking about in the middle that go from somewhat disagree to unsure. I mean, you have 10% of people that are unsure if this is an accurate statement or not in 2020. Yeah. Um, so really you could just throw them over onto the, <laughs> to the agree side, yeah. to be frank. I mean, cause they don't know, they're not going to take an opinion. They're on the fence about it. So that 33 quickly moves up to a, a 40. Everybody that doesn't strongly disagree with that. Even if you're the person who answered that you somewhat disagree with that. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, to me, it's, it speaks of, what you said, I completely agree with the, the tendency that we have to look topical preaching is okay sometimes, Mm -hmm. but topical preaching as a way that you preach all the time creates crappy, weak-minded Christians that don't know anything other than how to get there the next week, how to get through the week, you know, and and it's just such garbage. (laughs) Well, and that's why, I mean, so I was thinking, when I was thinking about, you know, what we're going to talk about today, this morning, when I was just kind of thinking through it, I was like, you know, it's it's great if you have like a series on, you know, how to make your marriage better, but that makes no difference eternally. If you're like, well, I had a good marriage, I'm burning in hell, but I had a great marriage. Well, that's great, but (laughs) you're, you're just scratching on surface level issues that if we were to talk about biblical issues, the other things work themselves out. So, you know, just preach through the Bible and uh, guess what? You've accidentally made marriages better just by talking about, you know, the Bible. Yeah. The, the more, um, the, the more, so it's, it's good to talk about um, marriage when you're preaching through Paul's letters and you come to texts like men love your wives as Christ, you know, (laughs) and, uh, but it, it, I think another thing that really affects it and, and it affects, to be fair, it, it also affects the tendency that pastors might have to not preach it. Mm -hmm. But um, culture in America and pressure from culture really weighs a lot on people and i think i think that that is part of the problem um we've we've lived in america for a long time uh as christianity and in america christianity is has become lazy we haven't had to combat things Um, yeah there's not been any sort of i have to have an apologetic and understand this 
Right. At least not in the same sense that, you know, like they would have back in the Reformation days mm-hmm. um, or uh, you, like if it, it wasn't life threatening. Right. No yeah. one no one's coming to your door. And even right now, I know some people are freaked out, but nobody's coming to your door yeah. with, you know, with handcuffs to take you to be stoned. Right. Mm-hmm. Or burn stake like it's been worse okay um but but there's such cultural pressure and the only reason that even matters to us is because we've never dealt with real persecution or real like we we're not actually in the word in in um to the extent that would cause us to develop hard lines and say no 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 strongly disagree period that's it there's no other answer to somewhat disagree with this is to somewhat not know what scripture says at all. Right. So I don't know. I think that, that there, the cultural pressure that is around us, I wish that, I wish that Christians, uh, that more Christians would just stand up and say what, what the Bible actually says and just stand on it and whatever come what may, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. Right. There's a clip. There's a clip from a few years ago uh, from a um, from a Senate confirmation hearing of some uh, it doesn't matter who a, a Christian man um, and where Bernie Sanders and this is kind of a famous clip but where Bernie Sanders is questioning so, yeah. him you know and he he's like so he's he's exclusively says does this mean that uh, uh, Jews are going to hell, that Jews are going to hell or however he worded it. I don't know. Yeah. Does it mean that, that uh, it, uh, Muslims are going to hell or whatever, or won't be saved or whatever, however he words it. it this is exactly what he asks. And the guy just um, continues. He doesn't say it flat out, but he continues to say, Look, I'm a Christian and I have, you know, um, so we're living in a world that increasingly is going to ask questions like this and put mm-hmm. more more pressure on us. So we might as well uh, put uh, a bulletproof vest on now, grab our weapon, and stand on it. Right? I mean, I don't know. It, I, I think it's our culture is filled with uh, cowardly Christians. Yeah, and that's why we don't want to answer this. Well, I think it comes down to, like you said, not, so we've talked about, I don't know if it comes down to the idea that you've, if you've never been pushed to have to defend it, you don't know even the answer to start defending it. So yeah. the idea is that you're like, well, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't even know the answer. Well, the idea is that like, <laughs> okay, we'll find out the answer then because you're going to, you're going to inevitably, uh, and again, this comes back to, you know, being in the Bible, right? It comes back to, if you're a Christian, that's kind of expected, Right. Um, that you're going to be in it. Not that you're going to memorize it, know all the answers and do that, but you're in it so that as you keep being in it, you start, you know, that start, you're not going to be able to learn how to swim the first time you jump in. The idea is that you practice and then you're better at it. Um, you know, you're not, you're the first time you get confronted theologically. It's not like you're going to be like the greatest apologist on the planet, but it's going to let you know, Oh, I need to know the answer to that question because I keep getting asked this question. Um, So the idea is that, yeah, enter into those conversations, even if you don't know the answer, because guess what? It's going to show you what questions you need to know the answer to. Uh, One of the greatest 
things that have come out of the whole Instagram account is I go, Oh, okay. Like one of the things that came out a lot and I was like, well, what is the answer to that? Now it just comes all the time. And I go here, here's this, just, here's a link. Just here, just go read this <laughs> because it's just, it, because I'll be honest, there's like 12, there's 12 commonly asked things normally, like right in the range of a dozen that you can go, okay, well, okay. I've heard this a thousand times. Here's this. And you go, I'm not even going to argue with it at this point. Like here's a video I've made on her. Here's a podcast. Me and Rob have done it. Like, this is a common thing. Just here you go. If you like the answer, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Like, I'm not here to convince you. I'm just here to tell you what the Bible says. I'm not going to argue into the ground because we could go in circles about it. I'm just telling you, this is what the Bible says. Um, I think it, to, I do think it's also an important distinction to, to note that it, it's, it's important. The things that scripture clearly talks about mm-hmm. to go as far as you have to go and to and up to and including being burned at the stake right to stand on the word of god um but the things that scripture doesn't speak clearly about those things take more study and those yeah. things um even christians some of those things can disagree a little bit about yeah right? foreign policy right i mean yeah. some of those things that that you i i do think it's also really important as christians that we um, keep up to date, not be obsessed with, which is a problem right now, but, but stay what? up to date with, <laughs> with what's going on in the world around us mm-hmm. um, so that we know the things that we're going to have to defend. Um, it, there's no, like you were saying, there's no reason for me to develop a theology about uh, transgenderism, right? If, if I don't understand and know and watch the news enough to know that that's a thing, right? Um, but you, you won't, you also aren't going to find transgenderism in any systematic theology books, which is a shame. Like there are some things in, um, that I think really should be included at this point in history in systematic theology. Well, you might like get some family, new ones here, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So. There may be some, uh, updated edited editions to some systematic theology books about things that we presumed were, um, just, you know, biblical. And now we have to explain like, you know, why there should be a nuclear family, <clears throat> crazy Weird stuff, though. like crazy stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So the last thing I have to say about this one is that one is concerning, but two, as with all of these questions, it's very much um, helpful in regards to, okay, well, as pastors, as believers, what should maybe we be looking a bit more into then? So Obviously, these questions, and I, that's what I appreciate about Ligonier in the study. It's not like, oh gosh, look how bad the church is. It's a, hey, these are focus points. Let's focus on them then, and we'll see, you know, where we're at next year. Um, you know, so that's the uh, that's the general takeaway I get from all of these, especially this one. It's like, okay, okay, so as a Christian, as somebody that preaches occasionally, okay, what are the topics I need to talk about then? What are the things that I need to be prepared to have an answer for? Because the general idea apparently within the church, which means outside of the church is probably wildly swinging in the agreed direction. Um, so with that knowledge, okay, let's go forward and move on. What do you got to end with this one, buddy? Um, the truth is that God does not accept the worship of all religions, uh, including Judaism and Islam. And the only religion that he accepts worship from is Christianity. That is gonna make me sound like quite a hater but you know might get us might get us uh deplatformed yeah oh my gosh 
This is just my opinion. Um, no, it's actually not my opinion. It's truth. Yeah. Objective truth is a thing. That's true. <laughs> Guys, thank you for watching, listening, subscribing, whatever you do. We'll talk to you next week. Later.